You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the podcast on a Friday. Hope you all are doing great. The weekend is upon us, but plenty to get to ahead on this episode of Locked On Utes. Brian, I guess the one thing is, is our off-season ends starting Monday, so get ready, folks. We're going back to five episodes a week. Yeah, the comments have been heard loud and clear. Everybody's upset that they don't have five episodes of the week to listen to. So we're back to it, Jake. Summer vacation does not last here on the Locked On Utes podcast. The grind never stops for those who are so well compensated to do this job. Uh, not, 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 not looking forward to it. But uh, we'll we'll try and the good news is we still got plenty to talk about with Ten Pack. Uh, a few things to finish off with that, and media day is coming, and before we know it, we're going to be in fall camp. Yeah, we have plenty to cover. Also ahead on today's show, we're going to get to your guys' questions. We threw it out on social media last night on Twitter, asking for your queries. We'll answer as many of them as we can today. We also need to talk about two new commitments for the Utah football program, Brian, so plenty to get to ahead on this show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, where you actually can hear Brian on occasion. Brian, fill us in on what you can expect from Locked On Pac-12. We talk about everything, Jake. The other day we decided to rank our own quarterback ranking because PFF did such a screwball job. I can't even – not even going to talk about it anymore. But we talk about all of that. We like to break down the Olympic athletes that are competing as part of the Pac-12. As you may know already, if the Pac-12 were a country, they would have finished fifth in the medal count at the last Olympics. So we're keeping track of that. And as always, we keep you updated on the latest news and notes. Cindy Robinson, she's the queen. She runs that thing. Boom. Yeah, the Conference of Champions, there's no doubt about that. So let's get going here on a Friday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for July 16th, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your daily podcast focused on the University of Utah. I'm Jay Catch. That over there is Brian Brown. And Brian, big thank you to you as well as Lundy, our good friend Alex Lundberg, for filling in for me earlier this week. I think he did a great job talking Utah baseball. It's always good to have other voices on this podcast. We'll continue to do that. As we mentioned, we're going back to five episodes a week starting next week. We're going to start mixing in more and more voices, I think, from the greater Utah media circle, if you will, and bring them into this. But appreciate everybody's support of the podcast. Our download numbers have been absolutely phenomenal, despite us being in the quote-unquote offseason. Yeah, I, I don't think demand has ever been higher for content, which for us is both a, uh, a blessing and a curse. We love that everybody wants more content. Uh, we are both looking forward to having things to actually talk about rather than just um, content season. Let's call it that. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But let's talk a little bit about two new commitments for the University of Utah football program, uh, both of them coming yesterday. First one is a Darius Harshaw, who is coming uh, to Utah by way of Cherokee High School in Canton, Georgia. So let's start with uh, a Darius here, Brian. What in the world? Is Utah getting another recruiting foothold in Georgia all of a sudden, or is this just a product of a, I guess, a one-off, if you will, in recruiting? I think what this really is, it's it's the benefit of having Chad Bumpus on board. 
his ability to be able to recruit multiple areas because of his connections in the South, having played at Mississippi State, having grown up there, having coached at, at already a, diff, a few different locations across the country. There are relationships there. And so uh, a player like Harshaw, who maybe flies under the radar if you don't actually know about him or have somebody on the inside saying, hey, check out this kid's tape. He ends up becoming a Ute because you have those connections. And that's a big part about recruiting. We always talk about if you're good enough, they're going to find you. And that is true to an extent. But is the right program going to find you? That's the big question. Yeah, you got to find the right fit. There's no doubt about that. And Harshaw, by the numbers, five foot 11, 155 pounds. And you watch him on film, Brian, and he's not a very big dude, but he is explosive. He, he, he makes plays. I think Britton Covey, uh, maybe a little bit taller, a little little more slight at the moment. He's still a high school guy, but I think that's what Utah needs is they need some shifty athletes, some guys who can catch some short passes and, and create for them. They've got plenty of big wide receivers and big tight ends and whatnot, so they have big targets that they can throw to. We've talked about Connor O'Toole, mm-hmm. who's 6'4", outside wide receiver. They've got uh, Maneer McLean, who's also 6'5", 230, 240, uh, another big guy. So they've got plenty of size. What they really need is some of that shiftiness, that real athleticism. We've seen it with Jalen Dixon. When he's on the field, mm-hmm. he's an absolute game changer. So if you can get more of that, that kind of speed, that's really a benefit to your offense. And and there are multiple ways that you can use those kinds of guys in any Ludwig system as well. I was going to say, the, 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 the versatility of Utah's offense alone uh, lends itself to a guy like Harshaw being able to have success. Uh, he can take handoffs, I would imagine. He could do some of that fly sweep motion that they like to use and all that fun stuff. So we'll, go, we'll be uh, talking about him, I'm sure, as things progress. But they also added a commitment from Jeffrey Ugo. Going back to the promised land, and I call it the promised land because, man, does Utah mine talent out of the state of Texas? And they just do it every single year. And it's a big credit to Morgan Scally chiefly because he is kind of the main guy down there in the Lone Star State for Utah. But Jeffrey Ugo coming to the University of Utah by way of George Ranch High School in Richmond, Texas. He is the sixth commitment overall in the 2022 class. So Darius Harshaw was number five. What are your thoughts initially on Jeffrey Ugo? He's another Utah special, a Morgan Scally original. Like you were saying, there was an article in The Athletic not to, I believe it dropped on Thursday, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, it did. talking about Texas recruiting. And as they asked uh, a panel of coaches, which out-of-state schools do the best job of recruiting your players or the state of Texas, both Houston area head coaches mentioned Morgan Scally in Utah, top of their list. Uh, he's been doing it for decades now. Uh, he's getting on guys early, and I think Ugo is another example of that. He was a guy that tripped out. As we talked about a lot, those early trips in June, Utah prioritized the guys that they really wanted to land. Ugo was one of those guys who came out early in June, had a great time. As things have kind of fallen in order, he's decided that Utah's where he wants to be, and the Utes are more than happy to take him. He's a very uh, Utah-esque safety you know, a guy that gets downhill quickly, tackles, hits, physical, uh, can can play in coverage as well. It'll be a very, uh, I think, traditional addition, probably the best way to put it, to the University of Utah. Um, and just Morgan Scally is as good as they get when it comes to these kinds of things. And you have to believe that as, you know, he's now committed to Utah and, and Utah's accepted that commitment that the six foot, you know, six foot one, one eighty safety is going to get a little bit of a ratings bump. He's currently eighty five. 
I don't know if he's going to get all the way up to uh, you know a four star. Um, some of that will depend on what he does on the field, but you know this is the kind of guy that Utah loves to get, and and Utah's in need of some safeties, and and he'll have an opportunity to come in early and and do some work. Yeah, the, I'm just reading the uh, commitment analysis from Steve Bartle over there at Ute Zone, reading about this. He's got personal best of 11.12 seconds in the 100 meter dash. Also had a 20 foot seven inch long jump. So those are both pretty explosive numbers. I know by and large, a lot of Power Five programs like to have guys who run a sub 11 second 100 meters. But I, I'm with you on Ugo. You watch his film. He's very much, I guess, what you'd call the strong safety type. Comes downhill, just a real thumper when it comes to the run game. Makes up for the lack that lack of maybe not having that top-end speed, but very, very capable of being a, a, an effective player in this scheme, I think. And that's one of the reasons that those official visits are so important, getting kids out to those camps so you can see them in person and see what their speed actually is. Uh, as a junior, he's running an 11-second, mm-hmm. 11 100-meter. Maybe once he gets up to Utah, that's a sub-11, sub and that's yeah. really where they like guys. I think Cody Hagen at Corner Canyon is a good example of that. He's a 10-5, 10-7 guy, and um, you know, that speed is very transferable. We talk so much about the 40 times. I think for recruiting and college recruiting, they're getting so far away from 40s now and so much deeper into 100 meters because that's true measure of speed and for good reason. But like you said, uh, you know, the, the tape does not lie when it comes to Jeffrey Hugo. He's coming from a uh, program out at George Ranch in, in a state in Texas where that's legit football yeah and those that that tape is really tough to discount with those kinds of guys yeah so for example uh, for comparison sake Darius Harshot a personal best of 10.78 seconds in the 100 meter in his realm also ran a 22.21 second 200 meter so Harshaw got that legit track speed and I- I'm with you if you're running an 11-1 as a junior the thought is okay you'll progress continue to progress and once you get up to Utah obviously they'll continue to work on you and eventually you, the hope is that yeah you get that sub 11 second yeah and and i think regardless there are guys that just have play speed on the field Mm -hmm. the the bigger thing with ugo is that he is he's a menace you know like (laughs) he comes downhill and he hits and he lays wood and he's not afraid of that and i think there are the uh, speed is such a tricky thing right because if you really work on it you can get a little bit lower um, the bigger thing about him is that when he's in position and when he knows his assignment, he's absolutely lethal at the point of attack. Um, you know, it's interesting. Steve Bartle had a thread on Twitter the other day where he talked about how important experience and repetition is. And that's why Utah is the program that it is. That's why they target guys like Jeffrey Ugo, because they get him in, they see him up close, they can tell what the raw athleticism is, and they can project well, okay, like if I coach this kid up, I know that he's going to be able to execute so it's on me to get them to those reps. And and Steve, you know, uh, mentioned that thread specifically about the quarterback position, mm-hmm. somewhat in defense of uh, Charlie Brewer and, and all the reps that he's been through. But reps are such a critical part about this football game. And, and a lot of that is because as the more you rep, the more you're experienced with it becomes, the more those little details that matter so much start to become natural. And, and you just you just don't hesitate when you're out there. And so I think that's where the appeal of Ugo, who may be – um, in the listed times, doesn't feel like that big of an athlete. That's where his appeal really comes. No, there's no doubt about that. So I think two great pickups for the University of Utah football program. As you mentioned, there are six commitments now in the 2022 class. Uh, they'll continue to add those commitments. And as they do, obviously, we'll break them down right here on Locked on Utes. 
Uh, coming up next, though, Brian, we're going to let the people have their say on this podcast. And what we mean by that is they send in the questions, we're going to do our best to answer them. And we may not do a, a very good job of answering them, but we will try nonetheless. So we'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Let's take a minute, though, and talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Brian, what has been your kind of... Uh, I don't topic du jour is that the wrong term? Like, what have you been trying to do lately on our good friends betonline.ag's website? Well, it's the topic of the day, Jake, and then clearly on today's topic, uh, last week was was MMA season, as there was a big fight out there, and I had some fun playing around with some of the prop bets. Um, this time of year, we're getting into the Olympics, man, mm-hmm. and, and now it's me starting to hunt those. Uh, what's the what's the the summer sport equivalent of curling? Where can I really get some stuff going on that? Um, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff going on with the Open Championship. Yep. Uh, so if that's a thing, there's Shark Week bets. Anything that you can think of, you can probably find it there. And that's why we like Bet Online is that there's updated odds for everything. It's not just sports; it's also reality TV shows. There's plenty of promos. It's worth going to the site every day just to check that kind of stuff out. Easy way to make a little extra cash. Yeah, There's another great way you can do that too, Jake. Yeah, there's our 50% welcome bonus. They'll give you free money to bet with. Think about that, folks. Get to betonline.ag. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And you'll get the 50% of whatever you deposit the first time added in as free money to bet with. As Brian said, they've got everything under the sun to bet on. Take advantage of it now. It's all courtesy of BetOnline as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, Brian, mailbag time here on Locked On Utes. We ask for questions on social media, and you, the listeners, have responded. Brian, uh, we got an interesting, I guess, collection of questions in tonight's mailbag. Where should we start? I think we need to uh, beg beg forgiveness because our good friend, Peace Loving Utes, had a stellar question uh, a while back, and the plan was... We wanted to combine this with the episode talking about the Utah baseball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the question so that we can get into it. He said, with the 10-pack segment on Locked on Utes, I'd like to know what Utah sports story would make the best movie. Who would you cast? I think both of us agreed that the best story would likely be Utah baseball winning the 2016 Pac-12 championship. Uh, did you have another one maybe that you're thinking about, Jake? Oh, geez, that's what I'm, I was sitting there thinking about it and saying, okay, what else would really count here? And what could you build a movie off of? I, I can think of miniseries. I can think of like an episode in a miniseries for certain elements of this. But I do think that baseball team winning the Pac-12 because we're talking about a team that was an afterthought entering the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 has programs like UCLA, USC, Arizona State, the University of Arizona, Oregon State even is a quote-unquote blue blood in the college baseball world. Utah, no. And it's nothing against the Utah baseball program. They're just an afterthought. And it would be a fantastic story to, I think, tell about them making that run to the Pac-12 title because it's just one of those stories that you do not expect to hear slash read slash cover. And honestly, I think in many ways, and this is just me speaking as a media professional who was covering Utah and covering the sport during when this happened, we, I think, uh, criminally underreported on that accomplishment in the, just in the overall media, I feel like. It, it was one of those things that flew under the radar for such a long time, but I think the interesting part about it, listening to the episode with Alex Lundberg where he talked about uh, the backstory of the Carroll brothers being 
the local boys from Taylorsville. I think that's mm-hmm. a really alluring part about it. I, I'm trying to think of brother acting pairs. Like maybe we get a couple of Hemsworths to do that. Okay. Maybe a, I don't. I don't know. Like it feels like the Afflecks are probably a little too old for that one. Yeah. Um, the Wahlbergs aren't going to work, but, but they were uh, instrumental in, in getting that. It's going to be real hard to to cast fifty year olds in in the role of a college student. I'm not going to lie, uh, but. You know, uh, the interesting part about what Lundy said was that uh, they were kind of the catalyst to getting the team together and saying, hey, this is our last year. If we're really about this, then we need to be about it, about it. And that's when everything started to fall in line and we just saw this team start to take off. I think the obvious answer to play head coach Bill Kinneberg is is going to be uh, Brad Pitt. There's just no question about that one, right? Uh, Maybe Kevin Costner? He's here all the time for Yellowstone. Well, with Yellowstone, they've moved most of the stuff out of state, so Costner's not here quite as much as he used to be, Brian, but I think that's a good one. Uh, the one name I'm thinking of, and he has uh, since passed away, and it's the guy I just see in my head, and it's probably because of Moneyball, is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, I think he would be a perfect guy to play, uh, well, could have been the perfect guy to have played Bill Kinneberg in this, but... The, the fun part is about this is we're talking about hypotheticals here, but that story, I think, would just be a fun one to have on the silver screen. It would, and there were a lot of great players that uh, came from that that particular team. Deshaun Kiersey currently grinding it out in the minors. You know, I think he would be a fun one to have. Maybe Tom Hardy stepping into that role, a little similarities with that one. Uh, we might have to have Tom walk around with some lifters in his shoes, though, as <laughs> Kiersey's a solid 6'2". Hardy is a... Uh, Petite five eight, I think it is. So, uh, but no, that would be a really fun one to cast. Um, so, if you have an idea or have a cast member that you think should be part of it, maybe you think there's somebody out there that would be perfect to play the role of Chris Hill. I, whatever it is, send them our way. As always, at Locked On Mutes on Twitter, we'll ask that question on Friday for sure when we drop the episode. Absolutely. All right, Brian, uh, up next, I'm actually going to pick one here, and I'm going to go with our good friend Ute Daddy out there. Of course, trust the process with our good friend Ute Daddy. But he asked the question, the biggest weakness of the 2021 Utes, where are they the most vulnerable? That's a tough one. I think it's the obvious answer to this one, and and it's probably the one that Utah fans don't want to hear is the offensive line. Uh, but it's just it's it's the position that's the biggest concern right now, right? Mm-hmm. You just the the proof of concept that we saw on the field does not necessarily match the expectations that you have for a group that's so highly regarded and so highly thought of, especially with the uh, the expectations placed on them by the Phil Steele rankings. And so that's one that I think is is very vulnerable. Uh, the other position that I think may be going under the radar right now is the safety position. I was going to say safety is the one I'm thinking of because just the, the, the relative lack of depth there is what's concerning on that front. Lack of depth, a lot of inexperience there. I think linebacker position, oddly enough, is is much more saturated. You know, you've, you've added some depth with the Calvert brothers. You have a lot of experience there with Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell. There's plenty of bodies in in that area, so you can get some guys up to speed. The safety position a little bit a little bit less so. Uh, wide receiver might be another one. If you get hit by the injury bug, there it, it could be decimated early. 
Yeah, that, that would be one of concern as well. All right, so we'll get to more of these questions here in just a moment, answer as many as we have in the time remaining here on the podcast. But Brian, first let's talk about our good friends over at Rock Auto. Brian and I have both used this resource. If you guys have anything when it comes to your vehicle, whether it's your daily driver, you've got a classic muscle car, you're restored, whatever it might be, they have every part under the sun for your vehicle. We want to encourage you guys to take advantage of what they're doing for all of our listeners out there. They're doing a great job is what they're doing, Jake. Uh, I was, I got to be honest with you. I was out there cleaning my headlights the other day and as I was sitting there polishing and polishing and polishing, trying to get these shined up, I thought to myself, I wonder how much it costs to get a new headlamp uh, <laughs> at rockauto.com. And I tell you what, for all the uh, elbow grease and sweat equity I put into those, it would have been a much better choice to just go to rockauto.com, order those, and, and three to five days later, it's on your doorsteps ready to go. It's a super easy thing to install. There's a lot of those kinds of parts on your vehicle. I have a friend who just bought a new car. We're already getting all the parts coming in from Rock Auto so that we can get it spruced up. He's already looking at it and being like, wow, this thing in, in less than a week looks better than brand new. Maybe I sell it and try and keep moving up. Who knows? But that's the benefit of Rock Auto is you're going to go use your experience because you know your car better than anybody else. You're going to use their uh, parts experience, their parts catalog, and their parts warehouse to your benefit and you're going to get there 20 years of experience working for you yeah it's it's really simple folks why spend 30 50 even 100 percent more for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com and as brian said have it shipped directly to your door they want to help all of you do it yourselfers out no matter what it might be with your vehicle that you're looking for so check them out go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck make sure you write locked on or locked on utes in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car truck or suv will ever need check them out now at rockauto.com. Brian, it's that time. Let's take a minute. We're supposed to only take 60 seconds, but you and I both know we're going to go over that here. But let's talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bars ever. I think you and I are both in full, wholehearted agreement about that. But fill in our listeners on why they should be trying Built Bar. It's the healthy aspect, but it's really the taste. This is the best tasting protein bar out there. It comes with the whey protein. Uh, you know, it's been a staple of my diet this week. Thank goodness I got my order uh, because it's the only thing that's really kind of keeping me nutritionally sustained. Uh, had a little bit of bumpiness here in the old uh, the old brown bear uh, chair area, and and so. That's a great way for me to make sure that I'm getting the whey protein that I need every single day. Anywhere from 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Those are all really great numbers that come with your great tasting built bar. That's the reason why we push it so hard. Somebody mentioned the other day if you can make a fat, uh, an unhealthy food healthy, that we would probably choose Built Bar, but I feel like that would have the adverse effect because it's already healthy. I was gonna say you're gonna be you're gonna be turning unhealthy. Is that is that what we're going for here? But guys, that's what we love about Built Bar. And by the way, uh, obviously the Olympics are upcoming. Do you guys know that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team? That's pretty neat. That 
That is neat. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Uh, but we want to encourage you guys to give them a shot. Go to built.com right now. It's B U I L T.com. While you're there, place your order and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. 15% off using the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Take advantage of it now. That's built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. All right, as we round out today's episode of Locked on Utes, let's dive back into the rest of the mailbag we have for this week. Brian, where should we go next? I'm going to go ahead and, and say that we need to answer the most important question of all brought to us by our good friend, Wits Cavs at Swat Mary, who also told me one heck of a ghost story the other day that someday we'll have to share on the podcast when we get a minute. But stay away from the law building, just bottom line. There's some creepiness stuff going on over there. Okay. He also asked a very important question about, uh, does Utah have a 1,000-yard rusher this year? Okay, so my initial reaction is no. Uh, I think it's going to be more of a by-committee approach this year for the Utes, but that's just me looking at who's on the depth chart currently. I think a guy like TJ Pledger, Chris Curry, Makai Bernard, I think all three of them are capable of being very steady contributors, but I just don't see a 1,000-yard rusher amongst the trio. What say you? I think it's going to be fascinating, but here's my prediction, Jake. No, they don't have a 1,000-yard rusher. They have... Two thousand yard rushers. Oh, calling my shot. I'm going to say it's my guy, Makai Bernard, who leads the way for one. And we're going to go outside the box and say that it's Tavion Thomas for number two. Brian Brown bringing the heat. I'm never going to remember this, but everybody else will. So remind me about it when I'm wrong. Jeez. Wow. That's what you come to this podcast for is for all the hot takes, courtesy of the Brown Bear himself. That is interesting, Brian. I'll be looking forward to that. If, if, if they pull it off, I guarantee you'll be having a, a told you so, a, a victory lap, if you will, on this podcast. I'm going to send out a picture of me eating a built bar grasshopper cookie like it's a stogie and just cackling like, <laughs> <laughs> well. That would be fun. There's no doubt about that. All right. On to other questions here. A uh, question coming in from Mike Conley's. If Backstreet is back, then where did it go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess wherever pop stars go to die and then get reincarnated. A Geico commercial. How about that? A Geico commercial. Well done, sir. Well done. Three-fifths of NSYNC or whatever that commercial was. <sighs> Good times. Well done. Well done. Mike Conley's. All right. Other, me. other questions here. That was great. Uh, we got Mr. Smoking Ute. Uh, he did ask that question. If you could turn an unhealthy food into a healthy superfood, what would you pick? Uh, mine's really simple here, Brian. French fries. Plain and simple. Ooh, that's a good answer, Jake. French fries are, uh, mm, man, it's one of those ones that I pass on often, but I love them every time I do eat simply because they are not super healthy for you. My answer is going to be pizza okay? because I could probably eat pizza for every single meal, and if it was a superfood, oh, buddy, would I be in great shape. You and me both. I, I can tell you that much. Those two would be staples of my diet. Um, our good friend Roz, by the way, just throwing some shade at you, Brian. Uh, peanut butter M&Ms are already a superfood. Good friend used in quotation marks. <laughs> 
Roz, like frenemy. Yeah, frenemy. Good, good call on that. Roz, good stuff there. Always fun to have that. Uh, other questions coming in here. Punts for Utah. Our good friend at Utah Punt Team. What should the expectations be for the average twenty four seven composite ranking for this year's class? Speaking of twenty twenty two, Brian, uh, you're more in the know when it comes to the composite rankings. My thought is, if you are sitting in that uh, mid to high eighties, I think that's a pretty successful class. Uh, what do you think? So if you look at the last few years with Utah's uh, recruiting ranking, it's steadily gone up, as it should. Uh, 86-52 in 2020. The 2021 class had an average rating of .8728. Uh, the projection so far for 2022, as we look at it, is, is already at .8726. Now that's without the adjustment to Nate Johnson, who is obviously going to get bumped up. Um, once all the other composite services have a chance to look at his film. He's been to the Elite 11. He's had an article written about him by Bruce Feldman. His senior season is going to be electric, so that'll be another boost. And there are a lot of guys out there that Utah still has in their crosshairs and their sights. So I would expect this rating to be anywhere between 87.8 or .8780 to maybe even an 89, depending on how things fall, which if that's the case, that's a, a, a phenomenal effort for the University of Utah in recruiting. Yeah, that'd be very, very good. And I, the, the good news is if you're a Utah fan, Brian, like you mentioned, you're seeing that a comp- average composite rating, ranking going up every year. This is not something that's static. It's not flatlined. It's not plateaued. It's continue, continuing to improve. And if you're a Utah football fan, that should be very encouraging, especially considering what we just talked about earlier today. They're spreading out, getting guys from Georgia now. They're getting guys obviously out of the state of Texas. They continue to kind of spread that umbrella when it comes to recruiting. And if you, as you continue to do that, obviously you're going to see the uptick in terms of the overall talent base for the program and that only benefits you. We all talk about the blue chip rating and whatnot when it comes to actually wanting to wish, win a national championship. Well, you've got to have those four and five star talent on your roster and the only way you do that is continue to just improve as you go along. Yeah, and anything above an 88 gets you probably in the top four, top five of the conference. That's close to a top 30 class, depending on how things slot. The weird part about 24-7's class rankings is they don't rank them based on the average point total. They, they rank them based on the total, which in my opinion is dumb because if you front load a class with a ton of guys, you can get a lot of points. Uh, but uh, they do a good job with everything else, so I can't be too critical of that. Um, so I think the bottom line is that they're going to get a very solid uh, ranking out of things, and, and I think this is a, an impressive effort. And this early on in the process to have this good of a core already assembled, that that's a positive, positive sign for the program and the direction that they're trending in. The other good part about it, Jake, there's some really talented wide receivers in this class already. Yeah, there is. There's no doubt about that. So we'll see what happens on that front. We'll continue to track everything for you guys as we move forward. Brian, any final thoughts, shots, or just parting words of wisdom as we head into the weekend? Well, I've been known to say a lot of things on this podcast, Jake. Uh, The present is a gift, so be sure to uh, enjoy it. But I wanted to answer one question from our good friend Lurchito Ute. Okay. Um, the the man, the myth, the legend who celebrates by rolling around on the floor. Uh, we're going to need some video content of that when Utah scores their first touchdown, my friend. So go ahead and uh, get prepped for that. He says, what is the most positive comment and what is the most negative critique you would give Kyle Whittingham during his tenure in the Pac-12? The most positive comment is that he's still around. 
Yeah, that that is the longevity that should not be taken for granted when it comes to Utah football and Kyle Whittingham. And the most negative critique that I could give him is, "Hey, buddy, you haven't won the big one yet." <laughs> well, he's gunning for it. We all know that, and that's it. Okay, and. I don't proclaim to know Kyle Whittingham well. Uh, I guess it's probably the easiest way to say it, but I can tell you this much. He is hell-bent on winning a Pac-12 title before he finishes up his illustrious career with the Utes. Uh, he is he is all in on that. I can assure people he is not resting on his laurels. He wants to make it to the top of the Pac-12 and celebrate, uh, whether it's in Las Vegas or wherever that Pac-12 championship game might be, he wants to hoist that trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody out there who's trying to doubt Kyle Whittingham's uh, desire and drive to win a championship, uh, just go spend a day with that man and just try to keep up with his calf routine alone, and, and you'll you'll understand just, just how deeply driven he is. Uh, you know, and, and the hard part about coaching is that so much of it is beyond your control. Um, but if ever there was a year to go all in on Kyle Whittingham, I think it's this year. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, Brian. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition or this week on the Locked On Utes podcast. As we mentioned earlier on the show, we go back to five episodes a week starting Monday. Uh, man, it's crazy to think we are uh, running up on Pac-12 Media Day. And as you mentioned, we're going to have uh, Pac-12 Media Day and then Utah Fall Camp right after that. Looking forward to all of that. Until next week, have a good one. Hope you guys enjoy some fun in the sun. Enjoy some time with family and friends. And until Monday, this this has been the Locked On Utes podcast for July 16th, 2021.